All right. What's up, everyone? We're live. Welcome to this week's podcast of the A to Z Exchange. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Forgot the names again. We messed up, guys. Here we go. Ready? Go. <laughs> Hello, everyone. Welcome to this week's podcast. I'm Amanda. And I'm Zach, and this is the A to Z Exchange. So. And we are a collaborative conversational podcast where we discuss creative, cultural, and political topics. Boom. We got it. We did it. Yeah. Way to go. That's like the first time we've ever gotten that correct. Way to go, us. All right. So this <laughs> week's going to be a different week than what we're normally doing. Normally, we focus on one topic or one subject matter. But this week, we're going to do something that's more broad. We're going to touch on a few different stories that we found important this week. So we're going to do, in a brief lineup, we're going to, you said, the Espionage Act and... Espionage Act, yeah. Mm-hmm. Quick sentence about what that was with the girl. I don't remember her name. Well, she doesn't have a name. I'm pretty sure it's her internet name. Okay, so a girl with an internet name was convicted under the Espionage Act. As You're going to discuss that? Lower. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm going to talk about the Supreme Court because I think that's important. And then we're going to have a brief discussion of movie time with Amanda. Okay, so what are we doing first? Do you want to start are with movie gonna... time with Amanda? Sure. All right, go. Take it away. Movie time with Amanda. Here we go. Okay, so this week I went to see American Animals, which is... A pretty interesting movie about these four dudes who tried to rob a uh, some rare books from the library at Transylvania University in Kentucky. Okay. Um, the tag one of the like taglines for this movie that's in like the beginning of the film is this isn't based on a true story. It is a true story, and it's really interesting because it goes back and forth between like a documentary style and a narrative. So it goes between interviews with the real people and the actors, um, like playing out the story. So I thought it was really interesting. It's pretty well made. Did they recreate the real life interviews? No, that's the real people. Like they're doing like documentaries with them. Well, I mean, like, did they shoot the interviews for the film? Yeah. Okay, so as they didn't collect. Know, they didn't collect old footage. Like they no, updated no, it's it. Like okay. Update new interviews with all the people. Yeah, I I think mm-hmm. I think you should definitely watch. Oh boy, I forgot the title of the film. All right, Zach, come on. There's a film with Jack Black in it where they do that, use that technique. Oh, we talked about... Oh, oh. Yeah, we've, we've mentioned it before. It's not called Barry. Yeah. But it's something... It's a one-word title like that, and it's really good. So Jack Black, in that film, he is... He, he's, like, a great man. He's a mortician in the town. <laughs> but he, everyone loves him to death. He's just, like, the perfect little person, and he oh, gets... Oh, wait, is this the one where you're talking about that he kills the person? Yeah, he gets oh, hooked yeah. up mm-hmm. with this, this older woman who is just ruthless everyone hates her in the town and halfway through the film he he, he murders this woman and then the t- and it, it is based on a true story once again and he, he murders the woman and in the town uh, he has to have a, a trial in the town but they can't find a fair trial because everyone in the town hates the woman so much that that they're willing to bypass what jack black did and basically get him off free the whole town was grateful that she was dead so it's a dark comedy. It's so how can you hate somebody that much to not want to she just was, get she justice was just for their an, murder? She Jeez. was an old bat. She ran a local bank in the town, and she got off on denying loans and housing more and like refinancing oh. homes and things. So they oh, hated her. In a really small town. Yeah, it's it's a fascinating movie. I wish I could think of the name, mm-hmm. but it's so good. Well, anyways, this movie was really interesting. I thought it was pretty good. Um, it took place like the actual thing took place in early two thousand or late two thousand and four, like December. Mm-hmm. It was like a week before Christmas when they were trying to steal these books from the library. So, but they were supposed to be estimated like twenty million dollars. So you know, 
pretty expensive. Yeah. But it's interesting going to see it. But then the um, one I saw a few weeks ago, it was a documentary. It's Won't You Be My Neighbor, um, which is about Fred Rogers, and it was great. Oh, that's a documentary. Yeah. I didn't know that was a documentary. No, it's a documentary, and it's fantastic. Like, I was crying when I was leaving the theater because it's brilliant. <laughs> well, just so we know. It will definitely hit all the emotional points for you. Okay. I don't have many. But this film I'm talking about was called Bernie. Bernie. And it was directed by Richard Linklater. So it's fantastic. I would uh, really recommend it. It's a black comedy film. It's dark. It's not too dark, but they do. Re they have interviews from the local townspeople, mm -hmm. and they do tell the story through their voice as well as recreating it with with I'm Jack a Black. I'm iffy with Linklater, but okay. You'll like any movie with Linklater? No, I, I'm iffy with Linklater. Oh yeah. Some of it's fine, but most like in general, it's probably not my favorite. But <laughs> I like his work. I think it's okay. I'm, I think the Before Sunrise trilogy is interesting. Days and Confused is a classic. Well, Days and Confused is. Amazing. And Slacker has the best monologues. Mm. It's a film of monologues, and I, I adore it. And I like School of Rock, and I also like... Um, Linklater did School of Rock. He did School of Rock, and he also did the Bad News Bears remake. Oh. And I enjoyed that one as well, so I understand why I people wouldn't... Yeah, he did A Scanner Darkly. He did um, Me and Orson Welles, which was a really good one. Before Midnight, Boyhood. Well, Before Midnight's part of this mm -hmm. series. Yeah. yeah. I didn't like Boyhood as much. I thought Boyhood was a neat experiment, but it was... Yeah, I mean, the concept of that movie was awesome, but the movie itself I didn't feel like was that good. It didn't... It, it didn't have a very good ending. Yeah. <laughs> like the story just, was just kind of flat. Yeah, it was, it was just flat, and that's unfortunate. It was a great experiment to see how that child grew up, and I know they based yeah. some of the film roughly on his childhood and development, and that's neat. That's really cool. It was really special for me to see... The the kids, him and I were the same age. We were a month apart, pretty much. Yeah. So to see that kid grow up and recreate his culture on that film was really special to me, seeing him watch the cartoons that I watched when I was younger and watch them live during that time period was, was fantastic. But, yeah, it definitely was a flat film for me. It just didn't... Uh, it, something about it didn't go yeah, where it, it needed to. Flat. I don't know. It just didn't... wasn't... I mean, it was okay, but it wasn't, like, spectacular. <laughs> yeah, it was a great, great, great experiment. Um, um, anyways. Yeah. So, any other movies you've seen recently? Um, no. Movie-wise, no. I did listen to a pretty interesting podcast that has been going around at my work. <laughs> On movies. <laughs> yeah. But it was also, it's about this guy in Alabama. Um, it's the um, S-Town by the guy who does the This American Life. It's pretty great. <laughs> I guess we'll have to check it out. It's definitely interesting. You can get through the first two episodes and you're like, what in the hell? Yeah. <laughs> See, I've listened to like three Joe Rod Rogan podcasts this week, honestly, mm -hmm. which is a lot for me. That's that's almost 10 hours of Rogan, yeah. which is way too much I mean, for three anyone. hours is almost enough for me in a day. Yeah. Like in and, a month. But some of them are interesting. <laughs> the, the Hamilton one from Hamilton's Pharmacopoeia was fascinating. That was a good one. I watched the Ted Nugent one yesterday. Um, I do not like Ted Nugent. Ted Nugent gets on my nerves. But it was interesting hearing him unfiltered for two hours. And to be honest with you, I have the dream now. And I believe other people agree with me in the comments that Joe Rogan should get Ted Nugent and Alex Jones on at the same time. Oh my God. How fantastic would that be? And then once again, oh, get Jesus Alex Jones Christ, high again. Get murdered. <laughs> yeah, I just, I want to see that. And it was funny because you remember when Alex Jones left the podcast to go to the bathroom and they pulled Snapchat out? Uh-huh. Ted Nugent does the same thing. 
it's not as awkward and he doesn't get up because of Snapchat, but he still gets up to like go to the bathroom and Joe Rogan gets to be unfiltered on his opinions of things for a moment. And Ted Nugent as a huge gun rights activist and gun lover, um, he this happened during the shooting, which we'll cover mm-hmm. briefly yesterday in Annapolis. Yeah. Maryland at the at the newsroom. At the So Ted Nugent's response was very interesting to me because he made a com- complete pivot to political discussion almost immediately mm-hmm. after Joe Rogan or Jamie said, Hey, this is happening, this is occurring in Maryland. He just complete pivot. He didn't show any compassion towards the situation or even ask questions about what happened? It was just a complete, oh, I imagine that was a gun-free zone, da-da-da-da. And I, that told me a lot about Ted Nugent in that, in that moment. So. Yeah, that's so ridiculous. I, it drives me crazy yeah. when people do that. Like, have some compassion, people. Like, if somebody's just going to get shot, I mean, you can ha- believe whatever you want to about guns and gun control or whatever, but if somebody's going to get murdered, like, at least have some compassion for that person and their family for five minutes before you start getting political about shit. <laughs> yeah, just acknowledge it. Cause they're, I'm not supposed to cuss. I'm sorry. I, you got worked up. I mean, it's <laughs> it's unfortunate these things are happening, but they're happening. And I think I think more of us are becoming desensitized to it. I know I am. Yeah, they, I mean, yeah. I mean, we came in here immediately after we were talking about it when we got here, and I was like, well, at least it wasn't a high school. Yeah, and like, that's awful. That's terrible. <laughs> you made, I mean, that's... But it's it's becoming to the point now get, where oh look there was another shooting this week mm-hmm. and at what point do, do we start do we stop saying because I remember you six months ago it was oh there was another shooting this month but now it's oh there's another shooting this week yeah. how how far does this progress you know yeah does this I mean continue? I just don't understand how far it's going to have to go until we people realize that we don't need I mean. Like, I get people who want to have their guns for, like, whatever, hunting and all things. They're, they're necessary for certain types of living. But you don't need to carry around a gun with you to everywhere you go. Like, why do you need that? No, you don't need that. And you definitely do not need an assault rifle. Why the fuck do you need an assault rifle unless you're in the Army or something? Well, this was not an assault rifle. He yeah, used a shotgun, shotgun on yeah. this one, which is the second one this year with a shotgun. So I think that's definitely muddying the waters. I know. So... Mm-hmm. I don't know. I I know they said one one person was armed in the newsroom. There was like a reporter who had had a pistol on him or something, and he didn't use it. He didn't have the opportunity. He his, he still hid under the desk. So I don't know. I know it's it's justifying people that think they need to be armed a hundred percent of the time. These these mass murders like this are justifying their position because they they think they need to protect themselves against yeah. constant assault now, and that's what's really unfortunate. Is it seems like it's escalating on both sides. People really need to self-reflect on that theory, though, because, like, if you really think about, you're, like, all macho and whatever, and you're like, I need a gun to protect myself. If you get into a situation where somebody's going to come in at you with a weapon, are you really going to pull it out, or are you going to run away? Probably going to run away. Like People people claim they will. I don't know. I'm pretty... Yeah, but let's talk about the... I'm an observer uh, entirely in this situation. So. Slider fight. Here. Come on. Like. <laughs> well, I mean, if if a person is willing to go through the training and... They think they're ready for this event, and they really want the tension. Maybe they will fight. I like to think there are a few a few people out there that would, but I don't think it's the. I definitely don't think it's the vast majority. No. I just think it's, and I do agree that the cops definitely can't get there in time to prevent something like this mm-hmm. because it happens so fast. So. I'm all for any solution right now. I think there are many that we need to consider. I also think we need to do our best to prevent these instances. So they're all different. 
you know, this one that happened in, in Maryland wasn't a high school kid. That's a different situation and scenario. Yeah. And also what frustrates me about this issue, I say this as a person who identifies as a liberal or a progressive, um, definitely on that side, but people conflate a lot of the statistics with this stuff and they don't consider that the, the, they're not the same. So people may talk about the mass murder problem that we have in America, specifically in America. And they'll conflate that and use terms that are about all gun violence when that's a, a different issue. Because if you break down statistics on gun violence, that's a whole other debate that you could talk about for hours. But the mm. mass murder problem is something completely different, and it's independent of what we consider total gun violence. And I think yeah. we need to start treating it that way. This isn't, you know, and then you have the suicide issue. So I know I could ramble on about it for a while, but it happened. It sucks. So I guess we just have to throw support out to those families because... Yeah, we definitely should. It's unfortunate that people continue I mean, to do this. But we definitely need to throw out some support, but also people need to take action. <laughs> yeah. It's just, it's really hard because there's not really a lot that we can do, you know? Yeah, yeah. I mean, we just have to talk about it. I think that's the best thing we can do. I did notice something interesting yesterday that I found kind of funny. So uh, a friend was showing me some Snapchats and footage of a storm front that came through a small town in Tennessee. I'm not going to say where, but a small a, a storm came through and it was blowing a lot of the tin in the front side of a building off in O'Reilly's. And one of the O'Reilly's workers was sitting in there Snapchatting the event and he was telling people to pray for him. And, I, you know, I was thinking about this. It, it, that didn't make any sense to me. Because if you have a local town around you... <laughs> If you have this local town around you and you're asking these people who are also in a storm, who are dealing with the storm to pray for you, isn't that a little self-righteous? Because they're dealing with the same situation. They don't have time to just sit down and pop a prayer real fast for you. Mm -hmm. And even then, you're not given much time for the prayer to come into effect. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, I, I don't know. It, it was just I mean, something I thought about. Someone that has cancer and they pray about it and they have months to see if something changes, but... You, you got five minutes. You're asking for a miracle, a miracle, my friend. This isn't. No one's You're gonna about to get stop. Struck by lightning. <laughs> <laughs> no one's gonna stop and pray for you in this moment. So, I found that funny. It's I had just, that similar, kind of a similar yeah. conversation. Not really, but kind of. On Wednesday, I went to Six Flags with my family. They were like, because you know that recently that roller coaster derailed at the theme park in Florida, mm -hmm. and I don't really like roller coasters. I'm not really a fan. Um. Some of them are fine. I don't like going upside down, and they have this one where you stand up, and I'm like, oh, hell no. No, uh -uh. But uh, anyways, so, like, the whole thing with all the roller coasters, like, derailing and stuff, I'm like, mm. And my sister, I was like, uh, my sister was talking about how you better start praying. Like, you better pray before you get on the thing. I'm like, what's that going to do for you now? Like, <laughs> I guess you have time to prep. I don't know. I guess it should be stated for everyone to understand our bias. I am an atheist. I do identify as an atheist. I think I'm that's important. Probably more of a spiritualist. That's fine. <laughs> I don't like to be a hateful atheist. I don't want. I don't claim a religion. But I'm not an anti-theist, which is important because those people are absurd and honestly kind of mm -hmm. they hurt the movement and they're insulting. So I don't. I don't want to <laughs> enlighten those ideas. But I, I do yeah. consider myself an atheist. So I don't. I would say that this might be kind of weird, um, but I don't claim a religion. I've more likely to claim like a philosophy of life but which is really all religion is 
Yeah. And at its core, that's where the self-improvement comes from. So. Yeah. But... Anyways, that'll be another discussion for another time, because that's a rambly one. What's important this week is the Supreme Court. Oh, yeah. It's important. Again, uh, the liberal bias totally takes into play here, so I want everyone that's listening to understand <laughs> that there is that's coming through this filter, and um, just give me a break if I say something that's wrong, but I, I'm really nervous. I'm probably going to say a lot of things you're looking at Wikipedia. <laughs> I... Just making sure I had the list of all of the justices, but I'm go to the Supreme Court's website. Well, they didn't have it available this quick. I'm really nervous about uh, Mr. Kennedy retiring. Yeah, is that is he like a Kennedy Kennedy? As far as I know, but he's been on the court for goodness thirty something years, thirty two years or so. So same as Ruth Bader Ginsburg. Yeah, I think he's been on. (laughs) She's been on for like twenty six. I think she was even she was on the Supreme Court before Clinton. I think Clinton like reelected her or something. Uh, it might have been Ray or it might have been Bush that put her in. Maybe. She's been there a while. She, she was, was. I think she was there and then she got reelected by Clinton. But I'm not 100. percent I don't. Well, they remember. don't get reelected. Or I don't know. You don't I'm get like sure a renewed. She, like you're in it for life. I'm pretty sure she was there before Clinton. I don't know. It might, she might have been George George H.W. Bush. I know Reagan and H.W. Bush both nominated a lot of Democrats, which was, that's cool for them. Obama nominated two Democrats and one conservative, Merrick Garland, um, that didn't go through, which the conservatives stole the seat. Flat out stole it. Anyways. Okay, Zach. I know, I'm so upset about that. I was... <laughs> I, that, that's like a developing issue that I've been on since it happened. I remember when, when Scalia died and there was all the controversy around it, the pillow on the face. Did he suffocate? Did he have a heart attack? Of course, they didn't have the they didn't do the autopsy. And there was this, the conspiracy community was ignited because they... Definitely sounds like a conspiracy to me. Yeah, and there was an <laughs> issue where Obama had investment with a buddy who owned the ranch or something. So... The conspiracy com- community was really concerned that Obama was part of Scalia's death. Now, I don't know. I really don't know. I think that's independent from what I'm concerned with, which was the conservatives stole the seat. So they, they, the conspiracy people claimed that Obama was part of that, and that's justification to not nominate another justice, because you can't kill justices just to nominate more justices. That's mm-hmm. not fair. Of course that's not fair. But that wasn't part of the conservatives' argument as to why they shouldn't nominate, say... Merrick Garland, or why they shouldn't confirm him once Obama had nominated him, which was really unfortunate because mm-hmm. he was, he was a conservative. He was a, he was a middle ground candidate, should have been approved by both sides of the aisle. And unfortunately, Mitch McConnell, the senator from Kentucky, decided that he would not take a vote on it due to the Biden rule, and that's not a real rule or a real law. Explain what that is, what that means. Oh, Biden made an an offhand comment, I think, in '92 when H.W. Uh, Bush was about to leave the White House and said, oh, he sh- that Bush should not be allowed to nominate a Supreme Court justice in his final year. Okay, that was what Biden said back then. The thing about it was that wasn't backed up by any legislation, and that justice was nominated and confirmed. He went through. So it, it was irrelevant for the conservatives to come back and cite that as a reason as why they should not, they didn't even take a vote on Merrick Garland. They didn't take a vote and win. Mitch McConnell would not bring it to the floor for vote. And then, of course... So they just put them on there. They just put them on the, the justice. 
No, they didn't. That was the point. Oh. Was was Obama nominated Merrick Garland a middle ground candidate? Honestly, I think is a ploy to see how uh, how the conservatives would vote along party lines because he was a good conservative justice. And they refused to take the vote. Mitch McConnell said, we're not taking a vote on this. And because of that... Because it was Obama's last year? Mm-hmm. And oh. because of that, they he, Merrick Garland sat there basically until, I guess, January of 2017, or February, whenever it was that President Trump decided to nominate Neil Gorsuch. And as soon as President Trump nominated Neil Gorsuch, the Senate moved through and said, let's take a vote on this. And they couldn't... Went, okay, well, you need 60... Out of the senators, there's 100 senators. You need 60 senators to confirm a new Supreme Court justice. And that's just so it's not a simple majority. It's, it's a larger majority, or not a simple plurality. It's a larger majority. Well, uh, in this situation, there wasn't 60 conservatives that would vote for Neil Gorsuch. And a couple, I think one or maybe two, Republicans in, in the Senate didn't vote for Neil Gorsuch. Of course, none of the Democrats did. But in this situation... Uh, Mitch McConnell went nuclear and changed the proceeding so that the Senate needed 50 vote or 51 votes to confirm a Supreme Court justice instead of 60. So not only did they refuse to take a vote on Merrick Garland, a fair nominee, but then they changed the rules that allows them to nominate or, or confirm a judge in the first place with Neil Gorsuch. They stole the seat. How do you just change the rules? He's a Senate majority leader and he did and he that. can just change the rules he did it they went it was called going nuclear it opens up for the future the democrats can do that now if we want or if they want i'm more of an independent but uh, yeah they st- they stole that seat and so now this week we've seen or this month we've seen a huge number of supreme court cases and and they seem to be going with a conservative alignment because and taking our us backwards instead of forwards yeah and even you know not to dive into those rulings too much because they can be complex and rambly and have different implications and not not a lot of them are bad but that is occurring and now with uh anthony kennedy announcing his retirement which means trump is going to nominate another supreme court justice and more than likely with the way the projections are looking for the 2018 polls and the 2018 election, the Senate's not going to flip. The House may flip, but the Senate won't flip. So they're still going to confirm, more than likely, whoever Trump nominates. Mm-hmm. So Trump's got two justices that he wants in, one of which was stolen. And then you have to consider that Miss um, Ruth, Ruth Ginsburg is very old. She's old. She's still there. She says she's going to stick it out, but oh, she's she old. She said in the documentary I saw about her, she's going to be there until she just can't do it anymore. So basically until she's dead. <laughs> uh, yeah, her and uh, so. <laughs> Stephen Breyer. Breyer is almost 80 at this point, but they're old. And that's a concern. So there's the chance that we could have a very conservative Supreme Court, and that will last 30 years. Mm-hmm. So it's it's a pretty big deal. These things are occurring, and I'm, I'm very nervous about it because the laws could change things could happen yeah the supreme court's not always correct about decisions so we'll see what happens i'm nervous i know that was rambly but i got it i got it off my chest yeah (laughs) okay so how do you want to finish up the show it's understandable to be rambly about that because it affects the greater majority of people (laughs) Mm -hmm. i mean yeah 
whenever you're like being progressive too, I don't know, it's just like, I feel like they, like the majority of conserv conservatives, because I don't really think that who people are conservative aren't really conservatives these days, but. Um, no, the liberals are conservatives. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Traditionally. But like we're going, like this administration is just doing everything just completely bass backwards. It's ridiculous. Like they're just trying to fuck everything up for the future and it's driving me nuts. But whatever. Uh, they're trying. I'm interested. I hope I, I, I hope he does well. The economy's continued to improve, and I say continued. I think that's important. The trajectory like trajectory of the unemployment and GDP hasn't changed. <laughs> But it's continued on that improving track. And that's great. That's fantastic. I'm really glad that's happening. But yeah, but like other things, as it pertains to like minority groups, is not very good. What has happened pertaining I mean, to minority groups under Trump? Well, the whole issue with the immigration, which we don't really have time to get into because I could go on about it. But yeah, you mean the child children at the border? Yeah, I mean. In whose mind is it okay to rip a child from its parents because they're trying to have a better life? Like, yeah. Like, I understand completely we need to have some um, security and some, like, uh, vetting and, you know, checks for people to come into the country. That's completely fine. But if people are coming across the border who are going to do that, um, and you're ripping their, you're like taking their children from them, that's very traumatic on that child, especially when they're in their development stages, and that will affect them throughout their whole life. Like, they're not just going to get over it when you take them from their parents. Yeah. Like. So I don't disagree with that at all, but you did say that they were, you implied that they were coming here legally. Yeah. Just to correct well, it, these, the people, the, the children they're separating, that's not the case. It is people bringing their families over here illegally, and now we're making the decision, as we, we weren't, we're now making the decision to prosecute those adults, which is causing the separation of families, which is horrible. Before, the way we handled it was you either put them through a channel to come through legal immigration, or we just sent them back mm -hmm. as a family. So I, President Trump did come out with his... Uh, um, well, executive order yeah, last where, week. Yeah, where he's like back, like back. Where he's backtracked. Yeah. I, I have seen criticism. I can't recite it. I'm not sure what it is. Where they claimed that it wouldn't actually do anything. I think it just opens the doors just as much. Or maybe it was a false fix. I'm not sure. But I know there was criticism around that. Of course, there's criticism with everything Trump does. It seems even yeah. even mean, when he doesn't do anything. Anything anyone does. Yeah, that's twenty. I mean, twenty eighteen. Once this thing gets rolling, we're gonna have so much criticism from people. It's just gonna be ridiculous. Yeah, it's gonna be bad. <laughs> it's gonna be real bad if it but gets whatever. rolling. I can take the heat, so bring it on. Yeah, it'll be fun. All <laughs> right, do we end it there? Do we end it with give us the criticism? We can take the heat because we're sure. we're at our time limit. Cool. As much shit as I've been through in my life already, I can take it. Bring All it. right. <laughs> well, that was the rambly this week update <laughs> episode of the A to Z Exchange, episode four. See ya. Cool. We're four episodes through. We got next week. We're going to continue on. Hopefully, we can get an artist interview set up next mm -hmm. week. We're ideally, have, going back to the gun control. We're going to have our mutual friend Derek on here. He's a real. Ooh, I can't wait for that one. Yeah, it's going to be a great episode. You yeah. Look out because it's awesome. He's yeah. going to be great. <laughs> yeah, Derek's fantastic. And by the way, for everyone that knows, Derek 
Derek is he's a gun rights activist. Oh, yeah. He's into it. Um, he's he, probably the only person that I've ever known my whole life where I completely feel safe around somebody with a gun. <laughs> it's funny because I, I disagree with Derek on almost everything too. But well, we can talk I about know it really that well. He's educated and like has his military experience with that, and he's not gonna go all ape shit crazy around me with it. So. <laughs> We think I know he's he's pretty reasonable. I love Derek, so I'm excited mm-hmm. to have him on here when we do have him on here, which won't be next week, but it is in the coming in the weeks. Future. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. So, anyways, I guess we should sign off for next week, right? Yeah, sure. All right, thank you guys uh, for yeah. watching and listen to us ramble. Be sure and follow us on all the socials at the A to Z Exchange. We'll see you next week. Woo! Thank you.